Welcome to the Random Tea Random Movies Podcast. I'm Quinny. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Raising Arizona. It's the Coen Brothers. Yeah, because we were, um, we gave up a podcast for part of the silent auction at 221Beacon to benefit uh, the Beacon Society. The Beacon Society. And our winner um, picked the uh, Raising Arizona. That they did. Yeah. So, what's the Beacon Society? Uh, the Beacon Society is a society of beacons. <laughs> no, they... Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was going to be shitty if I, I was going to be... I should have known. No, they, uh, they help fund uh, teaching Sherlock Holmes in the classroom, which is, which is pretty, pretty damn awesome. cool. Because pretty sweet. Everybody should know about Sherlock everybody Holmes. Everybody should know all about the Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to start... Do we even need to mention writer director because well Cohen 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 and Cohen Cohen and Cohen yeah the in the movie Joel Cohen is credited with directing mm-hmm. Ethan Cohen is credited as producing but they both kind of did all of it and written by both of them but they they didn't if edit anybody this, knows though, anything about the Cohen brothers they didn't edit this though and they usually the, edit yeah their own else stuff edited so. But this was fairly early in their career. This was in 1987. Yeah, it felt it. This movie it is... It felt 80s. This movie is older than both of my children. Wow. My wow. oldest was born in 90. Wow. Wow. Which makes this movie 29 years old? Something. It'll be, yeah, 2017, it'll be yeah. 30. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's an older movie. Mm-hmm. And it was on HBO, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that was pretty convenient for us to be able to rewatch it. You were like, hey, it's on... Because it turns out, like, I thought I had seen this, and apparently I either half-watched it as a kid or... Because it's been at least 20 years since I've seen any piece of it. I don't remember large swaths of this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's... I want to say it's been in the last 15 years, maybe. Oh, okay. Fairly recent. Because I think I saw it probably as a kid in the early 90s, and I clearly did not pay much attention to it. Um, yeah. I don't remember it being as surreal as it was. Okay. I don't think I do either, to be honest. Yeah. All right. This. I have a cat trying to crawl into my lap. He's and, very insistent, too. And we're not agreeing on no, you're not. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> but so am I, because I'm not moving. Yeah. Really, she can't move. We're recording, so he, oh. now he's giving me the fuck you stare but he loves across the table. the table. Yeah. But he loves the table. It's so. the best table. All right, so this... No, this is, these are the notes I want. So this movie stars Mr. Nick Cage. And Holly Hunter. And Holly Hunter, which the part was written for her. Yeah. Specifically, from what I understand. Uh, this is early, early in Nick Cage's career. Mm-hmm. Um, but also has John Goodman is in it. Yeah. William Forsythe is in it. Who, I was like, okay, that that guy looks familiar, but he's a baby. And I had to look him up, and I was like, oh my God, he's been in like every movie ever. He's like in Boardwalk Empire, too. Yeah, yeah. So, and this was, uh, John Goodman was, he's, John Goodman's actually been in several Cohen yeah, he has. movies. Um, I like John Goodman. I love John Goodman. This was, uh, right after this, he landed the Roseanne yeah. spot, which, where he got real famous. Yeah. Um. And then made King Ralph for some reason. Yeah, why was that? I think he was in Brother How Art Thou too. 
Uh, I think he was, and I'm trying to think. Oh, don't hurt there's yourself. another there's another one a couple years after this one that he did with them um and i here's something here's a fun fact oh my gosh i had to, I, I i got curious and wanted to know the nathan jr yeah where is he now oh he is a real estate agent really yeah okay he gave up his acting career immediately after raising <laughs> arizona he was a adorable little baby he was adorable um but yeah he's if you if you look him up his name is oh shoot i was just looking at it uh tj kuhn k-u-a-h-n okay is who is credited um as being nathan arizona jr and he he gave up the acting life there were a butt ton of babies involved in this though 15 that's crazy 15 but then again, little ones can't work for very long, even though those were supposed well, to be infants and they were very, very not. Oh, OK. You, you want to go there? already? I do. I do. Okay. Because that re- and I Quintuplets. don't know much about kids. Quintuplets. So they'd be smaller. Usually are born premature. Yeah. Because that's a lot of babies up in there. That's a lot of babies. And they're little. Yeah. And they do not grow that quickly. Yeah. Um, and she did not look just pregnant. No. And I guess that probably goes into the whole surreal feel although, of the whole movie, but... Although, I, I do work with a woman who had triplets who never looked like she was really all that pregnant. Wow. But she did have to take leave for a while, so I guess we didn't see her. Yeah, as but much. Were, but even with triplets, they were very, very tiny babies. They were like two and three pounds. And those those little things, they were getting out of that crib so repeatedly. These children had to be, I guess... A year old yeah some of these children the reason why a lot of a lot of these babies were fired was because they were learning to walk oh because and that's another thing they were crawling mm-hmm. that doesn't just happen no crawling doesn't happen till way on up there and so they were they were getting out of their crib and i was like man all you, <laughs> you can make a lot of money off of these like genetically engineered super babies i know steve rogers was one of them Good God. Um, okay, I'm trying not to sneeze. I apologize. Do it. Okay, but he's um, he's a real estate agent. I couldn't tell you where. I forgot the article as soon as I found it, but yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, what else has he done? What, where is he now? You know that fun game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the woman who plays Dot is married to Joel Cohen. Oh. Uh, Francis McDormand. And Holly Hunter were actually roommates. Oh wow! I like Frances McDormand. I'll she's she's popped up in several Cohen well, projects as well. Well, she's married to one of them. Yeah, so, so that's probably that, and she's a superb actress. Well, they'll, they'll do it. They'll do it. Uh, Randall Tex Cobb plays yeah. Smalls, the yeah. lone biker of the apocalypse. Yeah, I was like, why do you have fur on your boots? And it, it looks so dirty. He was just so dirty. He was supposed to be dirty. Uh, it was just gross. He was the writer of the apocalypse. Uh, although, okay, one of my favorite scenes would have to be uh, after they steal the baby, mm-hmm. and they have to go get diapers. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he tries to steal the diapers from the convenience store. Yeah. And he ends up robbing it instead because that's what he does and yeah because this is what high does um 
the chase scene after that. Yeah. The the camera work. Yeah. Was really kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, one thing that occurred to me whilst that sequence was happening was good god, first of all, the cops never run out of bullets. No, they Second of all, do. they literally do not care who they're shooting at. They're in the middle of a crowded supermarket and they're just Open and fire on a petty theft on a petty criminal. I was very concerned about the woman in the hair curlers. Yeah, she I was, was not well. For her, no. And why was it everybody at the grocery store was a woman? Yeah, that was weird. It was kind of fr- in the middle of the night. Yeah, but I was like, um, so we're just gonna fire into civilians. Yeah. yeah. Because and this is like the pettiest of petty criminals too. This isn't like he doesn't even carry a, a loaded gun. No. So no, he doesn't. No. Um. All right, you want to get into some fun facts? Do I ever? I did some digging around. Of course, I you know of course I looked through IMDb. Of course, where else are you gonna go? But I found a couple other nuggets, articles, and stuff. I'll try not to repeat myself. Okay, if I do just go. You said that already, and, and we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, Nathan Junior doesn't cry at all in the entire movie. Yeah, I know he was a very well behaved baby considering the oh, no, wait. chaos. There's, there's more. All of the other main characters do. <laughs> Nathan Jr. does not. That's because he kept his shit together. Boy, he was blonde, too. Yeah, he was. Um, 15 babies played the Arizona quintuplets. One of the babies was fired because they learned how to walk. Just get out. One mother uh, mother went so far as to put her baby's shoes on backwards in order to prevent him from walking. Oh, that's a, show, that's a showbiz mom, man. It was the 80s. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting tidbit. Uh, High's work uniform logo shows he works for Hudsucker Industries, which became the setting of a later Cohen movie, The Hudsucker Proxy. Oh. In 1994. Which is something the Coens do. Yeah. Yeah. They, they reuse That's stuff. That's one of the, the, the landmarks of a Cohen movie. Um, Randall Tex Cobb did not know how to ride a motorcycle before this movie. Wow. To the point that there's the scene where he rides up to inspect the hole that Evie and Gail had escaped from. Mm-hmm. And he ended up crashing into the hole during one of the Good tanks. job. Yeah. That is a large man. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, Leonard Smalls. Okay. Uh, the 30000 he talks about, uh, he himself was sold on the black market for $30,000. 1954 $54, money. $54 uh, would be equal to just over 120000 in 1987. Damn. So, um, the lullaby that Ed sings to Nathan Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in the Willow Garden. It is a folk song about a man sentenced to death after brutally murdering his fiance. That's a little dark, Ed. A little bit. Maybe, maybe not make that your no, lullaby. No. Um, do you know who Leonard Smalls was named after? Who? Lenny Small. I don't know who that is. Of Mice and Men. Oh, oh God. Talk yes. about break my damn heart. Yes. Did I do good, George? Oh. Mm, I'm going to hug it and squeeze it and call it George. <laughs> yep. Uh, when Nathan Arizona, senior, <laughs> is being interviewed, one of the microphones has K-O-I-N written on it. It is a reference to the filmmakers. Oh. The Cohen brothers. Or my name isn't Nathan Arizona. Yeah. Uh, according to Ethan Cohen, Nicolas Cage was crazy about his Woody Woodpecker haircut that reacted to high stress level. The bigger the danger he's in, the bigger the wave gets. Yeah, his hair was was a, an crazy. event. Yeah, it, it, it was a character in and of itself. 
and probably my favorite character. I think that probably yeah the hair yeah the hair that are the brothers. Yeah, they were fun. They were they were a lot of fun and horrible. Um, but there wasn't anybody in this film that was really a good person. <laughs> no, not even Ed. No, no, no. I don't know. I think um, I think uh, Nathan Arizona Senior was probably the best person in this film. And he was still kind of skeezy. He was kind of skeezy, but right there at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he did he did good. He came through. Yeah, he? he did. He was he was heartwarming once he saw them with the baby and left them alone in the room. Mm-hmm. With the son they had just returned from kidnapping him. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, okay. What? And where were the other four babies that he was in? Remember, there? his wife took him away. As soon as the baby was taken, he said it. He was he was telling oh. the reporters. He said, my wife took him away to, and I'm not going to tell you where. Well, at least they wouldn't have to keep up with other babies on set, I suppose. Yeah. I guess that's something. Uh, all right. At the end of the scene, okay, we're high as dream when he first dreams about Leonard Smalls. Okay, the first dream. The first, the first dream. Um, and it's the same time when Miss Arizona discovers she's one baby short. Right, right. The camera skims along the ground and jumps a child spike, a car, and then a fountain before shooting up the ladder into the bedroom. This sequence seems to be a reference to the condensed career of motorcycle daredevil Evil Knievel. Who jumped bikes, cars, buses, and then spectacularly crashed after jumping the fountain at Caesar's Palace. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. All right. That's. Uh, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was a pretty cool shot, though. Oh, I thought it was a cool shot. Yeah. Um, the cinematography on this, I thought, was pretty good. Yes. I just that? don't like. I don't like the desert. And so immediately, all those desert shots, I was like. Mm. The cinematographer is Barry Sonnefeld. Oh, he went on to direct um, yes, Men in Black. Did. Yes, he did. And something else. Uh, Adam's Family. Yes. Yes, he did. He's he's a um, weird dude. I like him. But he worked with them on their first film, which was Blood Simple. Okay. From 1984. He returned for this film. Um, as did their production designer, associate producer, assistant director, and film composers. Wow. A bunch of different people. Yeah, they're, they're um, very famous for working with the same people over and over again. Um, <clears throat> Herb Mayor Drinkwater of Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, the actual oh. mayor. Oh, okay. I was like, actual I don't remember mayor, a mayor character. Herb Drinkwater. Gotcha. Sounds made up. <laughs> of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, proclaimed that the film had no redeeming social value. He also stated, "It certainly isn't the image Arizona wants to project." Well, why not? I can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, this paints everybody in Arizona in such a beautiful light. I know, right? Uh, the alarm button that the clerk presses in the convenience store reads, Odegaard Trend Security. It's the name of the security company in Crime Wave 1985, which the Cohen brothers co-wrote. Oh. Uh. Uh, the shot in which the camera moves in on Florence, Arizona, discovering that Nathan Jr. is gone, is a direct homage to The Evil Dead, 1981. A film on mm. which Co- Joel Cohen was an assistant editor. I did not know that. I did not. Either. I did not know they were affiliated with that. Uh, oh, here's a fun Here's a fun tidbit. Okay. Um, the shot where, uh, is it Evil and Gale? Evil? Just watch this freaking Ethel. movie. Evil. Evil. 
Evel? Evel? I thought it was... Mm. E-V-E-L-L-E. Mm, I don't remember. It's the uh, Gale. The brothers. Oh, oh, okay. The brothers. Um, okay, where they stop the car right before they hit the baby. When they go back, they realize that yeah. the baby... Can, that, that scene was shot in reverse. Thank God. Car was driving away from the scene. I still think, man, that, that baby, man... I know. That baby been through a... That baby saw a lot. Way too much. Um, the um, motorcycle... Yeah. That uh, Smalls drives in the movie, uh, they refer to it as a Harley, is actually a Honda Shadow. <laughs> it wasn't loud enough to be a Harley. No. Well, you know, boom, boom, boom mic. Yeah, that's um, true. It had been subjected to the rat bike treatment, along with some extra flame-emitting plumbing. The shadow is slightly smaller than a Harley Big Twin, which would give Cobb's character a bit more stature than he already has. Yeah. So they gave him a smaller bike. So to make that. him look bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, one must also assume that since the bike is trash near the end of the movie, it saves the production company a few coin. Yeah. Harleys were point. getting pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah, Harleys ain't cheap. No. Um, can we talk about the big life lesson that I learned from this? What big life lesson did you learn? Don't wear grenades. Don't wear grenades. Yeah. I mean, just um, don't do it. I, I, I learned not to steal babies. Well, okay, there's that too. Don't but rob convenience stores. Don't rob convenience stores. Um, God, what else? Don't rob banks. Don't rob banks. Don't break out of prison. Don't break out of prison. Don't um, go to prison. Don't marry a guy who's been in prison that many times. Question mark, question well, mark. you know, you can't help who you love. Um, and that, But that's the thing, though. Like, she really thought he was going to go straight. And I'm like, mm, Yeah. History does not. No. I mean... He was a really bad criminal, too. Like, he, he was, was not, not even good at it. He was not very... No. No. And um, the scene where the brothers break out of the prison and they bust through the mud and they're screaming. How Shawshank? But Shawshank wasn't filmed until 1994. I know. And, oh, my God, they kept screaming. There was so much screaming they in that scene. They were being born. You realize that's the symbolism there. Yeah. They Ugh. were... The, it was... I was like, birthing. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. But and also, just, like, ugh. I was like... There was a lot of screaming in general in this movie. True. I mean, like when when the guys realized that the baby wasn't on the car and they screamed the entire screamed way back. for a year. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. Yeah. Because they stop and they're screaming and he looks at the top. And they just, they literally scream. It had to have been five minutes. Yeah. Of screaming. And yeah. It was, it was, it was a little weird. Yeah. But that baby charmed everybody it met. Yes, it did. It was a very charming baby mm-hmm. that never cried. Never cried. Not once. And it had every reason to. So many reasons to cry. Just to be cranky. Mm-hmm. You know, I never saw them change a diaper once. Nope. That would have been comedy gold. I oh, guess- I know. To see High change a diaper would have been hilarious. Yeah. That could have been some comedy gold right there. That could have, yeah. Yeah. Because poop is inherently funny. It truly is. Um, I actually saw some tweets a friend of mine posted today. She said um, she actually got uh, uh, pictures of her child's dirty diaper texted to her in order to inspect the contents. 
Really? Yeah. Just to make sure everything was... Uh, I guess so. Was okay? Apparently. Came out know. as expected? Well, she, she recently had like a really high fever and everything, but... Oh, uh, okay. Everything's fine. Good, 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 good. Um, But still, I was like, you poor thing. Today's technology is being abused. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Does any of your stuff mention that Nick... Cage didn't get along with them very well. Somewhere in here I have that. Okay. Um, uh, do have in here, because this is, I'm, I'm, I've left IMDb's trivia. Okay. We are moving on. Uh, Multiple sources, man. See. Yeah, a lot of people have said that they did not get along too terribly well. Um, it was the movie that launched Joel and Ethan Cohen into the wider consciousness of filmgoers. It gave Nicolas Cage his first real adult leading role. Mm. And it gave early career breaks to John Goodman and William Forsyth and helped make Holly Hunter an overnight sensation. Holly Hunter. Mm. I just like talking like Holly Hunter. <laughs> it's fun. Here's some of... Okay, then here are the untold tales of mirth and mayhem. Mm. Getting the Coens to explain the deeper motivations behind their work is generally a fruitless task. Often they'll say they did something just because it seemed like a cool idea, but wanted to see if it worked. That's legit. Yeah. In the case of Raising Arizona, they just wanted to try and make a commercial comedy after the first film, 1984's Blood Simple, had established their ability to make a thriller with gory horror touches thus a comedy about an adorable baby it's like a real cheap and shameless bit at making commercial movie ethan cohen told american film magazine we decided to sell out and that was the first decision they sold out by their second movie so okay that's insulting to like everybody that likes this movie though i'm i'm just reading i know that, i know that's quoted from ethan that's kind of douchey way. Like, that's yeah. really kind of douchey. Everything they make has become a cult classic, though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Holly Hunter and Frances McDormand, who played Dot, mm -hmm. had been roommates in New York when they were both struggling actresses. I uh, find it very hard to believe that Dot is a swinger. <laughs> uh, McDormand, Frances, landed the lead role in Blood Simple, while Hunter was heard in the film as a voice on an answering machine. Uh, for Arizona, the Coens wrote the cameo role of brood mother Dot for McDormand, who by now was Joel Cohen's live-in girlfriend, uh. soon to be his wife. But they wrote the lead role of cop-turned-baby-napper for Hunter. It's her first lead role. Okay, here it is. Um, cast as H.I. High. Oh, my gosh. McDonough. Nicholas Cage came to the set with numerous ideas for his character, as he typically does. But almost all of them were rejected by the Coens, who demanded he stick to the script. <laughs> as Cage explained later, quote, Joel and Ethan have a very strong vision, and I've learned how difficult it is to accept another artist's vision. They have an autocratic nature, end quote. <laughs> However, the hairdo was, uh, Cage takes credit for the hairdo. The hairdo was great. I mean, it was horrible. It was awful, but I. But it was great. It. Uh, let's see. We already talked about um, of mice and men, Lenny Smalls, um, mm. Gail, and Evil Evil. Snopes, the jailbreakers played by John Goodman and Wayne Forsyth, evoke mm -hmm. the low-life Snopes family from William Faulkner stories. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, there. Believe it or not, there is a decent amount of high art in this in references. It's really kind of weird. Uh. <laughs> The film contains a handful of references to the cult horror classic The Evil Dead, on which Cohen had one of his first uh, industry jobs. The Zoom in, yeah, okay, we talked about that already. Oh, uh, <laughs> the McDonald's drive an early 1970s vintage Oldsmobile, Oldsmobile Delta 88, just like Evil Dead Hero Ash. I actually used to drive an Oldsmobile 88. Really? Yes. It was a 1989 Oldsmobile 88. What? An 8988? I had an 8988. You're a nerd. It was great. It was that horrible, horrible red color. Um, and the paint jobs on the Oldsmobiles in those days were awful because they would chip. So it was chipped and peeling. Yeah. And that was a piece of shit looking car the interior was destroyed oh my god it was this four-door piece of crap it was huge it was a clunker but you know what it was the best damn engine i've ever had in a car really yes it was just ugly and that thing was still running um I, that's the car i had before my impala oh wow yeah that's what i was driving before i got the uh the impala man so yeah <laughs> I mean, but that engine was, oh, it was beautiful. It ran and it was, I mean, it was, it was hefty. You, man, you <laughs> it was went hefty. places. But I needed a more, um, because um, I had the kids driving around. Mm -hmm. I needed a more, re not re not reliable, but I need something sturdier. Yeah. And better gas mileage. Mostly better gas mileage. Yeah, if you were schlepping the kids around. So, yeah, um, and the, the Impala had a really high safety rating. Yeah. Which is why I got it. Yeah. So, yeah, I had an 89 Oldsmobile 88. Wow. Yeah. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, <laughs> More stuff the Coens did just because they thought it would be cool. Oh, my God. In Raising Arizona, we blow up a car. Yeah. Ethan recalled. You blow up a person, too. And to be incredibly crude about it, it's just so cool to sit there and watch a car blow up. That was a peak. It gave us a warm, deep feeling of inner satisfaction. All right. I can see that. All right, nerds. I, I can relate. I Yeah, that's that's. This cool. is early Mythbuster shit right here. That's true. That's true. I mean, that that's... Jamie and Adam's entire career is based on being able to blow shit up. And making it fun. And making it fun. Don't try this at home. Uh, according to the end credits, the movie was filmed on location in the Valley of the Sun, Arizona. A great place to raise your kids. Okay, like, I'm sorry anybody that likes desert, but that's ugly, in my opinion. I just, deserts aesthetically do not do anything for me. My youngest loves the desert. It's not my aesthetic. She wants to, like, move to Arizona. And then you got another one up in the That's Pacific dream. Northwest. The other one's up there where it rains all the where time. Where it's green. I don't know whose children they it's are. It's so green. That's like outside and shit. <laughs> Ugh, I'm allergic to outside. Uh, let's see. Okay. Raising Arizona marked Hunter's breakthrough. Her stardom was proved no fluke later that same year with the release of Broadcast News. Oh, okay. In 1989, she starred in Steven Spielberg's Always. Do I know that movie? Yeah, that was kind of, it was like uh, they were firefighting pilots. And I think okay. there was some 
one was dead and came back shenanigans, if I remember correctly. Well, John Goodman was John in that, Goodman, I think. I was yeah. say, apparently John Goodman was in it. Yeah. I remember it being good. Uh, I don't remember it. And I usually, Steven Spielberg movies. Are, yeah. I just can't recall it. Um, as Firecracker, which reteamed her with Gray Wilson, who was Nathan Arizona's senior. Oh, okay. Uh, a decade later, Hunter rejoined the Coens and Brother War Arthur, which also featured Goodman. Goodman's a Cohen dude. I didn't realize that. Yeah. To me, he's always been the Roseanne dude. Yeah. Um, uh, here's some sad news. Oh. Raising Arizona marked a career breakthrough for Trey Wilson, who he's a uh, senior. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he followed Nathan Arizona with similar hard-nosed authority figures in Bull Durham, married to the mob and Great Balls of Fire. He was supposed to play crime boss Leo in the Coen's third movie, Gangster Saga, Miller's Crossing. But in 1989, two days before shooting was to start, he died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he was only 40. He looked older. Yeah, but people looked older back then. Uh, yeah. Even I looked. No, I didn't. In 87, I don't know. I've shown you my eighth grade prom pictures. I looked 20. Yeah, you did. Oh, that's pretty frightening, though. Of course, I kind of still look like that. <laughs> a few pounds heavier, but, you know. Uh, okay, so here's Goodman. Okay. Um, see, before Arizona, he was Revenge the Nerds. Nerds, 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 he nerds. He was in nerds, Revenge of the Nerds, nerds. Yes, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was the coach. Oh, my God. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, Cuddly Bachelor, Lewis Finn in True Story. Soon after Arizona, Goodman landed the defining role of his career as yep. blue-collar husband Dan Connor on TV's yep. Roseanne. Uh, Arizona was the first of five movies he's made to date with the Coen brothers. Wow. Barton Fink, The Big Lebowski. He was in The Big Lebowski? Yeah, yeah, he was. I still haven't seen that. Uh, generally playing blustery, volatile men of action. dun da da uh, William Forsythe, da, 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 villains, tough guys, sometimes fearsome, or Dick Tracy. He was in Dick Tracy. I like Dick Tracy. Yeah, he was, yeah. Now uh, I have to look that up because I'm trying to think he was one of the bad guys, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, he was in Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yes, that is what I remember him for. And, see, I never saw that. Okay, I don't do comedy. No, you don't. I don't, I just don't. <laughs> so I guess a lot of this is just going over my head I just don't do I'm dead inside <laughs> uh, And yeah he was in Boardwalk Empire as well Let's see William Forsyth has been in all the shit by the way I know that He's name been in so much stuff Flat Top that's who he was oh, And Dick okay. Tracy I saw Dick Tracy like it was making Eons the, ago. It was making Sorry. the movie channel rounds not too long ago. Was it? It hurt my eyes. Yeah, that's the hard part about it. it. So primary colors. Now here's where uh, Sonnefeld shot one more movie for the Coens. He did Miller's Crossing, and then he went to do uh, Adam's Family, Men in Black franchises. Mm-hmm. He's directing the first episode of a series of unfortunate events on Netflix too, which I'm excited Is about. Is he? Mm-hmm. And he's a producer on it. I think that'll be really cool because he's he's got that kind of quirky. In that room right there. Yeah. She has the entire set. Stories of Unfortunate Events. Oh, okay. All 13 books. Okay. I've read them. 
I've read some of them. No, I well, that was during the days where I read everything I gave my children. Yeah. As far as books went, I would yeah. read them. They were quick I was reads. A weird mom that way. Yeah. So I don't know. They were kind of the Harry Potter before Harry Potter came out. Yeah, I think they Everybody did hit before then. Everybody was reading it. Yeah. And I made sure she got every single one of them. Yep. Um, the influence of Raising Arizona is vast and far-flung. Okay. Uh, echoes can be seen in such divergent films as Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Which I've seen. I don't think I've, I don't think I actually have seen Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I, I, I was tied to a chair and forced to watch it. Um, I said, I don't do comedy. Uh, okay. Shrek the Third. Really? Yeah, Shrek chases a gaggle of babies just like the Arizona kidnap scene. Oh, yeah, which I was like, stop picking babies up and just get one out of there. Apparently, (laughs) because they probably do this all the time. That's a raising Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 2. What in Kill Bill Volume 2 was? The knockdown drag out fight inside the cramped trailer. Oh, that was way better done, though. Yeah, well, Kill Bill 2 was just a whole other movie, though. Although one's my favorite. Uh, Cage's own ghost rider. He's, he bikes through the desert past <laughs> a lizard on a rock, and the lizard bursts into flames. Okay, like, Ghost Rider, and I can't believe they made two of them. How did they get a second one made? Those should not have happened. Shame. Stick to National Treasure, man. For sh- Okay, like, I'm glad you brought that up. Are you? Um. So, from what I understand on the internets, Cage is a polarizing force. <laughs> there have been many a meme of, like, I remember the um, somebody covered their house with pictures of Nicolas Cage. Like, there was one under, the, like, when you lifted up the toilet seat, and it was it was like a crazy eye yes. pic because he does crazy eyes. Yes, he does. So, like, people tend to either love him or hate him. Where do you stand? Where do I stand on the Nicholas Nick, on, on Cage? On the Nicholas Cage. I don't love him or hate him. I don't really either. I'm like very he's, he's fine and good stuff. Like The Rock, we both love The Rock. I love The Rock. I love the National Treasure that's, movies. Okay, if The Rock or National Treasure is on TV, like that's what's on. It's what's on TV, and mm-hmm. you have to watch it. The only thing that I, would trump that is a Marvel movie. I own National Treasure. Yeah. It was great. But if it's on TV, mm-hmm. I have to watch it. That's the rules. But I think I like National Treasure for Riley as much as anybody else. Oh, I love I Riley. I love me some little Riley. I love Riley. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Let me save it. Is this what you feel like all, all the, the time? time? Yeah. Riley's my baby. Riley. Aww. But yeah, so like I think that Nick Cage picks some weird bad projects, but some of is that is like, money related. Does he have like a drug problem or something? No, he just like buys castles and shit. Can he buy me a castle and some shit? I I'll think, take the shit with the castle. Well, I think from what I, and this is just from what I understand from going, I'll oh, take a hmm. castle of shit. Um, oh, sorry. What? He like bought this castle and it was a horrible investment and then he couldn't unload it. So he had like a butt ton. So he's had money issues, but some of his film choices, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's, re- uh, from what I understand, there's going to be a third national treasure at some point. 
speaking of thirds, I know for a fact that they're supposed to be filming the third um, RDJ Jude Law Sherlock Holmes Yay! this year. Thank God. Just to bring it all the way back around to Sherlock Holmes. We're just keeping it relevant, kids. Yes. So, anyway. Um, okay. Uh, Cobb, the um, motorcycle dude. Yeah, he is creepy. Who dropped out of college at 19 to become a kickboxer, finally earned his bachelor's degree at age 57. Wow. Majoring in sports and recreation management. Okay. Yeah. He noted that he was accustomed to wearing a robe in packed arena and hearing cheers, but not for something other than boxing and without having to worry about bleeding. Okay. He, I don't think he got along He's, with them either. No, the, uh, the Cohen brothers were quoted as saying that you think carefully before you um, work with this guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That he was a force of nature. Ooh. Uh, all right. Here's some more. What is this? Oh, this is this is from Wikipedia. Okay. Oh no, this is the Cohen Brothers wiki. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I went. That's how far I went. Wow, you're you're preparing stuff. The Cohen Brothers have a wiki. You know I research. I know you do. I want to know my shit before I start talking about it. Uh, the movie was ranked number thirty-one on the F- American Films Institute one hundred years one hundred laughs. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they do. Lo- they they like to do AFI likes to do lots of lists of. 100. 100 years, 100 laughs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's number 45 on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies. Okay. I would like to know where else is on that list. In uh, <laughs> several scenes, including when H.I. meets with the parole board, a portrait of Barry Goldwater is visible in the background. That's an odd choice. Goldwater ran for president in 1964 as a Republican and was from and was a U.S. senator from Arizona for many years. Oh, okay. He's considered one of the most famous people in Arizona history. Guess what state we don't live in? Arizona. Arizona. Uh, Goldwater was famously supported by Ronald Reagan. Oh. He at one point criticized Reagan's economic plan on the front bumper of the car Gale and Evil. Words, English, uh, used during the bank robbery. There was a Mondale Ferraro sticker, the Democrats who ran against President Reagan in 1984. Damn. I remember that race. Okay, that's more about Smalls. Apparently, I was very excited about that. Killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. I say that all the time. (laughs) And I've never even seen... um, Sandlot. That movie. Yeah. Killing me, Smalls. Uh, when High goes to work in the factory, his chatty co-worker, which is a cameo by M. Emmett Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 What time is it? Showtime. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go listen to Hamilton. Um, he can be seen wearing a jump. Oh, that's the Hudsuckers. We talked about that already. Yeah. Which comes the back burner because they knew we'd be able to raise the budget to make it properly. Yeah, it was like supposed to be like forty million dollars. Do you know uh, raising Arizona? They spent five million. I think five million was their budget. Oh, because that's not a lot. Uh, the Simpsons episode from season eighteen makes a parody of the diaper chase scene. Oh. Uh, here's a couple more things. A uh, shot where H.I. pulls a baby from underneath the crib and a scene shot at the same angle where Smalls drags H.I. out from under a rock. Or underneath a truck. A rock? This text is very, very tiny. <laughs> um, out from underneath the truck. 
Uh, scene where High opens small shirt, revealing the same tattoo of Mr. Horsepower as he has on his own arm. So yeah, this is references to... Okay. Oh, that line didn't print correctly. There are three scenes of High and Smalls that imply they are alike. Okay. Let's try this again. Uh, when High pulls the baby out from underneath the crib and the Smalls drags High out from underneath the truck. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Am I, is, this, is this conversation tracking now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a scene where High opens Small's shirt that has the same tattoo. Yeah, because there's talk about that Small's is just a metaphor. Yeah. That he's not real. Yeah. Or something. I kind of read some of that somewhere, but it kind of went off in a direction I didn't care for. Uh, Small scoops up Nathan Jr. from the center of the road in roughly the same way. High, High previously picked up the diapers from the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Smalls may be a symbol of High's own evil and bad attributes, but some believe the relationship to be one of Smalls being the father that abandoned High. Smalls also has a tattoo reading, Mama Didn't Love Me. Yeah, I saw that. And then that's soundtrack information. Yeah. So, okay, so do you think the end dream... Is just wishful thinking. You think they got a happy ending? Like, what do you think happened at the end? I think the ending is whatever you want it to be. If you wanted to believe that, there, if you wanted there to be a happily ever after, yeah, you got a happily ever after. Yeah, because it's a dream sequence. I would like to think they did, even though let's face it, they're horribly horrible. I don't think there is a. They're chance. not prepared to be parents. I don't think there's a chance in hell it would ever happen. Yeah. They they were kind of those people that they liked the idea of having a kid, but maybe hadn't, like, done some good prep on it. Yeah. And then, okay, like, I have a question. Okay. So, we find out after he punches um, the guy that is always going to be from Job Day Gorgeous in my head, um, which we should cast that because I think you might actually like it. It's comedy, but I think you'd actually like it. Yeah. Um, it's making fun of beauty queens. It's great. Oh, okay. Um, and Minnesota. Um, oh, that's even better. Oh, it's great. Uh, but anyway, after he punches this guy, so we Just find don't out. Don't make me watch blow dry again. I won't. So we find out that this guy is his boss. Okay, and he ends up getting fired because he punches the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so the, the, the 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 normal decent people that came over. So the boss is propositioning one of his employees to be like, "Hey, can I fuck your wife?" Yeah. Like, yeah. not cool. No, but it was the 80s. <sighs> was see, it the see, 70s? Your, your 80s and my 80s were different. Yes, because I was, I was a wee bab. And I was in my teens. Oh, um, what teens they were. Oh, and what fantastic teens they were. Yeah. It was free love graduated. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, it's not as unusual as you would think in older circles. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about yeah. that. As in uh, to swing? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a thing that happened in the 80s. Well, like, I'm, like, wh- whatever. Was, all, th- all those people with the free love in the 60s grew up and had kids. Ah, uh, and then. And then the 80s happened. Uh, like As I'm, in to swing. I'm cool with that. I don't want to know about it. If everybody is consensual. Yeah. I just like, how do you like obviously approaching people to involve them in this? That's why you join swingers clubs. Yeah. Like don't like, don't just ask like regular people like, hey, you know, it'd be fun if I fucked your wife. There was no internets in the 80s. That's true. I forget about that. There was no interwebs. No. 
Mm. No. But no. yeah, I was like, that was poor decision making on your part, yeah. buddy. Well, okay, so now here's my question. Okay. If there's something wrong with his semen, where did those kids come from? Yeah, okay. And why did they want more of them? Because because they were getting too big to snuggle, remember? That's not a good enough reason. Mm, for me and you. That's not a good enough for, reason. For you and I, my cats are too big to snuggle. That means I need a kitten. Okay, I get that logic now. See? Yeah. See? But but see, in my case, like, if, if they would let me rent puppies, like little baby tiny puppies, <laughs> like, because I love my dogs and they're great. And, and You should foster. I get too attached. See, that's my problem. I'd get way too attached. Yeah. That's, that's how my mom ended up with my dog. Yeah. When I moved out, I was not allowed to take my dog with me. So she was purebred. Yeah. So I was going to sell her for breeding because I had no choice. I had to, I couldn't take the dog with me. Yeah. So uh, that was the plan. That <laughs> did not last. And she stayed with my mom for, uh, I think it was a month mm-hmm. when she finally called me and said, no, you're not getting rid of this dog. She's and mine. Like, She's mine okay. now. Yeah. And she had her for another 14 years. Yeah. Before she she got too old and she was purebred, so her health wasn't. Yeah, that's why. Great. Like, if I rented a puppy for like two to three hours at a time, I think that'd be okay. Yeah, that's probably about as long as I could, you know, be responsible for a puppy because yeah. I couldn't be long term responsible. Yeah. Have you seen the video on, that's going around online where they get um, they have drunk girls and they give them puppies? No. It is hilarious. No, just it don't is give the, them cats. It is the best thing. Can you imagine? Cats. Most of them end up crying. Oh dear! But yeah, because they love the puppy so much. They do, and, and one girl's like, I'm, "I shouldn't have had the whiskey. I can't protect you." Oh, because <laughs> like she's got like this herd of dogs, and the dogs are on a table. It's oh it's the best God. thing. It's great. So, but anyway, that the was cats a, are unfazed by this. That was a detour. This is why I have cats. Yeah, because they're like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. I like, fuck you. They ignore me. I ignore them. It it's works fine. out, really. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. So I, I, while I, you know, you know, the fluff monster that I am was like, oh, happy ending. That's nice. I'm also like, these people do not need to raise a child. No. I kind of expected no. the guy to give the kid to them at the end, almost. I kind of did. When he was like, a little well, bit. Because they didn't seem too concerned with all their cheerings. No. When it, when he was at the very beginning, he's on the phone and he's like, I came home to spend time with my children. There is no baby anywhere. Well, the children were sleeping. And then children apparently it was sleep. like, it was like baby's day out over there. They were like getting out of the crib and <laughs> it's like, damn children. That's a thing that happens with newborn quintuplets. Apparently it is when they're I giant babies. Because, like, Holly Hunter's a small woman. When she, she was is. holding that baby, I was like, good God, that child is large. They had to have been at least a year old. At least. They were not infants. Yeah. So. Which, I, like, I understand why they had to do that. No, because yeah. you can't just be like, oh, look at this newborn tiny baby. No, and you can't film the scenes that they did. Yeah. yeah. Like they did. So. I thought it was adorable the t- when he's like. He has the hoodie on. Yeah. And he's pulling it over his face. Oh, that oh, that, that was, was so that was cute. one of the parts I really liked was um when she's sitting there and she's like, Son of a bitch. 
See, that, son of a that's bitch. attached to the whole him robbing the convenience store scene that I And like. then the whole that time she's driving she, and she's like, bitch. some bitch. Some bitch. And it just, it turns, it devolves from like, son of a bitch to some bitch. Some bitch. It was great. And then she's like, we got to go pick Hold up your on, daddy. We got to go get your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, she was the brains of the outfit. And she that's, really was. You know. Well, if he had talked to her about it, you know. Yeah. It would have turned out a lot better. Yeah. I think. Some bitch. I'm just Some assuming bitch. she was depressed and that's why this whole train of thought became doable to her because she was a cop. Well, she was a cop and but then she couldn't have children and that can be that can screw devastating. Up. Yeah. She was and she was so upset by it. Well, like she quit the force. Mhm. Mhm. You know, and uh and then after Everything happened, and she went back. She got back into uniform? I think because she could, like, it would lend her authority to be like, give me the child. Do they let you keep your uniform when you leave the force? I don't know. And your badge and the whole... Probably not. Batman utility belt get up and say, I don't know. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I don't know what that shit is. I don't play a cop on television. Yeah. So... I have a cousin who was a retired cop. Well... You need to ask that question next time you see them. Or not. Do you get to keep your uniform when you leave? You know, if you just quit. Yeah. You know. Whatever. Anyway. I thought her family was very supportive of her marrying a, what, thrice convicted felon? When did we meet her family? At the wedding. Everybody oh. seemed really, like, oh. happy and stuff. Plus, her dad got them the trailer. It's true. So... He may have thought his daughter was never going to get married, though, so. Yeah. I don't know. That was weird. Got us a steak. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really old-timey wording. Yeah, well, they're... Like, I don't even know that homesteading was still legal back the then. The way they spoke was kind of old-timey. Yeah. And that's coming from somebody who lives in the South. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are people who talk like that, though, so... And then I'm like, oh, and then you just went and you picked on the Minnesotans later. Oh, no, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, North Dakota. Well, as long as nothing's sacred. Yeah. It's okay. Just offend everybody, like South Park. Yeah. That's true. Now, see, now that's humor I can get behind. (laughs) Because it pisses off everybody. It does. I like the Big Lebowski. I have not seen the Big Lebowski. That was... That was pretty good. I have not. Tried. Failed. Yeah. Just couldn't do it. I just don't do comedy. I know. My funny bone is broken in like 500 pieces or some (laughs) shit. I don't know. I just like the drama and angst and shit. Yeah, you you are an angst monster. Give me a car chase. Maybe that's why I like that scene. Give me a car chase any day. I'm with you, though. I think the way it was filmed was really really well done. Yeah, the cinematography was I was just like, number one, where are you keeping all those bullets? Oh, I did read somewhere that the scene where he's running through the houses, that they Mm -hmm. actually gave Nick Cage a camera holding it on himself. Yeah. Because they were just trying several different things. To see what looked cool. And they said it just looked too weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because, like, if you've... Like, any time where they strap a steady cam to somebody uh-uh. and it's like facing it. them, it's so do not like it. weird. In no show in any movie anywhere ever do I like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Even I'm in, like, like, the whole... Because um, like, I used to watch Ghost Hunters. Yeah, I was going to say Ghost Hunters time. does it. Um, They don't... They didn't at first. Mm-hmm. They had a camera crew with them. Yeah. For the first five years they filmed, they mm-hmm. had a camera crew that would be with them because... 
Um, we're going to go this way for a second. Okay. Because we're talking about cinematography. That's cool. It's, it's important. That's cool. Um, but they would have, uh, I mean, you'd watch the show and all you see are the two investigators. Right. But they actually have a boom mic person following and a cameraman following them around everywhere. So anytime you see somebody alone in a location. They're not. Because they've had people write in, like they left a woman alone in a location and they're like, dude, who do you think's filming it? Yeah. Is she really alone? No. Shut the fuck up. I can't um, believe people are dumb like that. But like in later seasons, um, they, they would strap going, those cameras to them. Well, they, I'm going a different direction. Oh, they would go into these haunted locations and shit would happen. Yeah. And like shit would happen to the cameraman. And yeah. then they'd interview the cameraman and he'd be like, there was this one guy who was carrying this bag of equipment and some, and he just got knocked over from nothing. Mm. They got it on film and he talked about it. He was like, that was the weirdest thing ever. It was like, and he's just, yeah, those camera crews go through shit. Yeah. But so, I mean, cinematography's style and everything. Yeah. He went on to do, because like, Men in, okay, Men in Black, mm-hmm. that's a fucking good movie. It really is. And even the crappier later if ones. If that's on. Yeah. Now, two, I didn't care for as much. Three was pretty good. I don't blame him, though, because I don't think he had a hand in the script. Okay. But stylistically, yeah, like that was way fun. Oh yeah, I think he did a great job with the Adam Family movies. I love those. Could have been yeah. super cheese ball. They kind of were super cheese ball, but like but in a I cool, fun it. way. Yeah. Now, growing up on the Adams Family, man, like I wanted to be in that house. I know you, you did. Know I that's, did. Yeah, that's you know who you are. Not the monsters. No, not no. the monsters. No, Pansy the Adams Family. No, the Adams Family. I wanted to be Morticia when I grew up. Okay. I'm pretty close. There's a vase <laughs> of black flowers over there. There's a skull up there. Yeah, yeah. And it's April. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't even full Halloween. <laughs> oh, no, this is only partial Halloween. This is just the shit I don't put up the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, Because my spooky village is over there. I want it to be more tissue when I grew up. <laughs> it's true. I need the long black dress. Mm-hmm. Smoke cigars. Oh, wait, that was... Don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Bad. That's bad. Kids, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't try that at home. Um. So, yeah. We just totally went off a subtle, totally different direction. Anyway, yeah, we did, as we're wont to do. Um, so the hair, hair. Wow, that hair. Yeah, that was. Uh the other boy's hair was was when they were at the when they broke out of prison and then they were in that bathroom at the gas station with the pomade. Oh my god! I was like, please stop. Oh. Please stop. You're gross, oh covered in mud, and you're wet. And oh please stop putting more product in your hair. They have stunk so bad. Yeah. Like, I could smell them through this. Who needs I know. television, I know. Man? I was like... <laughs> but I guess that shows you how powerful the scene was. We were actually that squeaky. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was squeaky. Yeah. So, I'm like, yeah, that's the first thing that you do when you get out of prison. Take a shower? Yeah. That's no, you, what I do. You pomade your hair. No, you find a and truck And you make sure it go, looks, you know... No. You go and find a truck stop and go. I'd be the like shower. out there standing in the fucking rain, like scrubbing myself off, because mm-hmm. it was pouring rain. Yeah, yeah. But Shank Redemption. I mean, yeah. God, that was like. So now every time I see knowing knowing that that was filmed first. Yeah. Slightly classier in Shawshank though. So much more. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Meaningful. Tim not Tim Roth was that wasn't Tim Roth no it was the Tim other, Robbins Tim Robbins not Tim Roth 
Tim Roth, Tim Robbins. I mean, come on. Tim Roth is bellboy. What's the difference? He was the bellboy. Yeah. Now that's a movie I can get behind. Yeah, see, that's comedy-esque. Is that comedy? Esque. It's, yeah. I've tried to figure out what type of comedy I like as opposed to. Because there was something that, and I can't remember what what we ended up watching. And I was like, I was really surprised you liked it. And I can't remember what it was. Where were we and when was it? I don't know. I think it was... Was it at the theater? Oh, was it that um, the last night before? The Christmas movie. The Christmas movie. Oh, God. I hated that. It was so good. You're the one that was like, we have to watch this. And I was like, okay. It It was a free movie. It was. And I was like, okay, you watch Crimson Peak with me? So, okay. (laughs) Yes, I saw. Because I was like, we have to see this. And then you were like, we have to see this. And I was like, all right. I can't believe I wanted to see it. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, Seth Rogen is not really generally in your wheelhouse. No, no, no. And I don't get that kind of. But Anthony Mackie was in it. Anthony Mackie was in it, though. And so was. um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Him. That's why I wanted to see it. Oh, I know. Because they were in it. Yeah. He was pretty. Yeah, he is. So pretty. Anthony Mackie's pretty. Um, Civil War. So. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'd say I like dark comedies, but Raising Arizona is considered a black comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's description, black comedy about, I'm like, okay, so that's not the kind of comedy I like. Yeah. I like the really sarcastic shit. Yeah. Like South Park. True, South true. Park is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But apparently I'm a 12-year-old boy, so. Well, and I was going to say maybe it's the, uh, the pref- plethora of dick jokes and poop jokes. It could be. So, because um, like, um, the Gigolo movies I never cared for. Anything with, did you like Wayne's World? Wayne's World I liked. Okay, but Alice Cooper's in it. True, and we're not worthy. True, true, true. That's all that needs to be said about that. Yeah, Wayne's World party time. Bill and Ted. Okay, Greatest Adventures. I like those comedies. Okay, okay. Did not care for um. Oh God, what's that? I can see him in my. He's got the big old glasses. The nerdy dude. Master of Disguise? Like Dana Carvey? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Austin Get Powers. In my be- Austin Powers. Get in my belly. Yeah. I hated those movies. <laughs> hated them. Like, why is that funny? I don't... That was hilarious when I was in high school. That's one of those things you go back to and you're like, oh. Hmm. Poor, poor past me. Poor me. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. So, I don't know. I, maybe it's maybe it's the mood I'm in when I. I don't know. I cannot figure out. That's why. That's why. Like I've gotten to the point where, um, especially when when something is like, uh, you know, awards bait, I have to be in the right mindset. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking hate this if I if I if I'm not prepared Bridge for of this. Spies is a good movie. Okay. Okay. He um one of the Coens wrote that. Yes, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's not a comedy. No, no, no. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's yeah, you said it was really good, yeah. but there's like... But like my, my daughter was the one who wanted to... She wanted yeah. to see that. I just went with her so she wouldn't have to go by herself. And But like I couldn't watch Cumberbatch's touring movie unless I was in the right place for it. It took me so long to finally sit down and watch that. And it's it was, it was really good, but like I had to be in the right mindset for it so i've gotten to that point so maybe it's like maybe that with you picky. yeah maybe we're just, maybe it's we're just i'm like it's not marvel yeah if it's not marvel i mean why question mark yeah 
question mark we did see superman versus batman though i think we were i think we felt obligated to see that we though. did we did even uh, even the, my co-worker who is a huge who is as much a dc fan as we are a marvel fan did not like that movie yeah yeah so but jason momoa yeah yeah which remind me i have a gif to show you of him okay it's magical. Oh, yay. Is he naked? <laughs> no, oh, no. Damn. It wasn't that magical. Okay. Um, I'm out of... I'm out of stuff. Stuff, so... I just like talking like Holly Hunter. Oh, you can talk like Holly Hunter all you want, <laughs> At least she said 10 instead of 10. 10. Yeah. 10. 10. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're you're out and I'm we out don't of, do feedback on movies, so... Yeah, we have no feedback, um... So I have no idea what our next random movie is going to be, but if you would like to suggest it, um, you can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. You can, or you can reach us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or on the Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you don't want to remember any of that, you can get us at randomtpodcasts.com. And if you go straight to our website, you'll find our other podcasts. So many others. Because uh, uh, guess what? There are three Marvels. <laughs> yeah. We do uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We do Agent Carter. We do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay. Um, we do uh, Gotham. Yes. Um, you're listening to random movies. Yes, and then we recently finished Sleepy Hollow. And we'll never do it again. Yeah. But so. there's three seasons out there for your listening listeningness. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be picking up some new stuff over the summer. Yeah. Um, hopefully something new this fall. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Just yeah, we're keeping it. We're going to keep an eye out on the I network up front. Keep it real. No, we're not going to keep. That's more. It's, no. Okay. Um, we're going to keep an eye out on the uh, network up fronts to see if anything strikes our fancy. Ask you how real we could keep fiction. So. <laughs> we keep it pretty real. Like we talk Don't about we? these people like they're Don't we? you know like ben that Mc- is my child. Ben McKenzie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know what else they can find on our website? What? A link to our sponsor. Our sponsor. Unofficial natural fan of fragrances. Yay! Yay! Yeah, um, if you have never heard us talk about them before, um, you you're in luck. <laughs> um, basically, they are uh, fandom-themed um, sprays. Uh, they're uh, essential oils blended and suspended with water. Um, and basically, it's like smell like your favorite character with an aromatherapy benefit. Yes, because if you ever wondered what uh, the Ninth Doctor smelled like, now, now you, you can know. know. Yeah. 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 Or um, Han Solo. Han Solo smells good. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? <sighs> or um, if you were curious as to what the common room for the uh, four houses at Hogwarts smelled like. Yeah, now we, you know. We can tell you. They smell good. They smell good. I know, well, I know Ravenclaw does. I haven't smelled the others. <laughs> But, you know. And uh, Dumbledore's really awesome. Dumbledore smells like old books and lemon drops. Um, as he should. God, they have so many different fandoms. Supernatural, Doctor Who, Sherlock, Disney Princesses, Nightmare Before Christmas, Star Wars, uh, Harry Potter. There's, Marvel. Yeah, a butt ton of new Marvel, Marvel. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just a crazy amount. And so they're great for if you have a friend that is in a fandom that you are not familiar with. And you're like, what the fuck am I going to get them? The, these are great gifts. Um, they actually will be closing up shop April 29th to go on maternity leave or something. And this is 2016 if you're listening to us <laughs> from the future. Yeah, so they'll be closing down for maternity leave for a while. But they will 
be right back, I promise. And if uh, you don't want to commit to a scent, they have samples for 70 cents. Yep. They're like these cutest little bottles. They're adorable. And it's not a small amount. It's not like sprayed on a card or anything. This yeah. is an actual, like you can use it. Yeah. And um, if you go to our website, not only is there a link to um, their Etsy shop, but there is also a code random tea podcast that'll get you no S. 10% off an order of $5 or more. Yay! Yeah. I got it right. Which like one one bottle's five bucks. So. Yeah, yeah. They start at five dollars and they're all different Very prices reasonable. because they're trying to be as reasonable as possible while still keeping the ingredient quality high. So if you wonder why one spray is nine dollars and one spray is five dollars, that's why. Yeah, it's what goes into it. I mean these are made by fans for fans. They want to make them as as affordable as they can. Yeah, exactly. So anything else? No. All right. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.